Hello, and welcome to a literary porno. Uh, I'm your host, Mike, and guess who we got back? Amber. Hello. Say hello. Are you ready, dude? Mm-hmm. Well, she's back. Uh, she's had a, having a little vacation. Um, she... She's just went on vacation. Um, but okay, uh, so we'll just go ahead and fire one off here. This one is called Request the Presence of an Erotic Story. Uh, it's written by Claire Woodruff. And here we go. So, uh, all right. Miss Mower heard Principal Simmons' baritone voice. Mrs. Mower, he said demurely, a message for you. She stopped in the middle of a text to her bitch. Uh, middle of a text to her husband. He set down a chic square envelope on top of her stack of math textbooks. No pressure. We just wanted to offer a nice evening out. We? Yes, Mrs. Simmons and I. His gaze darted away from her. You and Mrs. Simmons. Yes, he smiled at her confusion. Miss Moore eyed her boss suspiciously from across the desk. After all they had done together and all he knew about her, why? He had seen the video of her and Mr. Rungard. They had had their several rendezvous in his office after school where he had her repeat the events of the evening in detail. They had acted out the scenario first in his office, and another time in her classroom and the girls' restroom. Now he wanted his wife to meet his lover. I'll look at it later, she said. Let me know. He nodded and left. All day, the small white envelope laid on her desk, and all day she was dying to open it. And all day she wondered if she actually should. It could lead to a lot of trouble. Mrs. Moore imagined Mrs. Simmons with long fingernails that were ready to scratch her face. But what if she had long red fingernails, dipped in something sweet? She shook the thought from her mind, understanding that some things are left, better left unopened. Uh, after ring of the school day's final bell, she tidied up her classroom that had become a disaster zone, with so many students having rushed in and out. She went to her desk and picked up the embossed envelope. A soft fragrance wafted from it and stuck to her fingertips. The smell was a unique blend of wood, bergamot, and rose. Mysterious but intriguing, her fingers wouldn't stop. Her nails slid under the flap. Inside was a black lace insert bound by a sparkling gold band. She couldn't stop now. She slid down the band. Opening the lovely lace arms was like opening the door to a king's castle. On the invitation was written in lovely calligraphy, The best present one can hope for this year is to spend time together. Mr. Matthew Simmons and Mrs. Laura Beth Simmons would be honored by the presence of you and your husband at the Overture Christmas dinner party on December 17th, the town school, Black Tie. Accepts with pleasure, declines with regret. Mrs. Moore snickered. Lovely card. Well done. Over the top, but an invitation to an evening event in New York City. She laughed thinking, I can't afford a trip to New York. Simmons would have to up my salary a lot. She dropped the invitation into her purse. Leaving the building, 
She scooted by Mr. Simmons' office quickly, but ran into him in the hallway. Mrs. Mower, you've read the invitation? Yes, and thank you so much, Mr. Simmons. My husband and I will have to decline the invitation, though. Really? That's too bad. I guess I will have to use Laura Best's strategy. We already have airline tickets available for you and your husband, or whoever you'd like to bring. Her strategy is buying us tickets. And all accommodations are already arranged. Mrs. Moore covered her mouth, astonished. All that paid for. Yes, it's an event that Laura Beth and I do not like to miss, or attend as a lone couple. I'm, I'm so uh, surprised. I will, I will talk to my husband about it. Um, I guess I'm not guaranteeing anything, though. Talk to him, please. Laura Beth and I would love to have you. Did I hear you right? They want to pay for us to go to New York City for one night, and it won't cost us a single cent? Mrs. Moore raised her worried eyes to meet her husband. Yes. He flipped over the invitation, rubbed his fingertips against the lace. What have you done to deserve this? Mrs. Moore shrugged. I'm not teacher of the year, as far as I know. I've not heard of any other achievements of mine. Not a clue as to why. I assume he has seen my work uh, with the students, and maybe I'm next to lead the math department. Saying that, flashbacks crossed her mind. Her on her knees in front of him. Her sitting on his face and pressing her pussy over his nose and mouth until he could hardly fucking breathe. Him fucking her hard while pulling her hair, his jizz sliding down her bare chest while in the girls' restroom at school. That might be the reason for his offer, she imagined. She then thought of Mrs. Simmons' long, fierce nails scraping down her cheeks. Mrs. Simmons angry at what Mrs. Mower had done with the man she loved. I'm shy about going... Uh, what do we talk about with the Simmons, right? I dread the idea of working to chit-chat with them. Um, my boss and his wife? For a free trip to New York, though? He snickered wickedly and offered. We could go and then get lost in the Big Apple and never find them. That'd be fun. (laughs) She huffed. For you, maybe. You'll never see him again. I'm the one who'll have to see him and answer for it. He patted her shoulders and looked in her eyes. You decide what we do. I'm good to go or not to go. I am so uncertain. I can't decide. Then I'll decide for us. We're going. He walked away without another word. Oh, no, we're not. She rushed to him and grabbed his shoulder to spin him toward her. We are not going. It's too weird. Too awkward for me. Too scary. The talking is too scary or New York City is too scary? I have no problem going to New York. It's them. You make it sound like they're deranged. He took her hand and patted it gently. Listen, I can shoot the shit with anyone and there are ways of escaping from people. I assume there will be a lot of other couples attending. It's not a foursome for dinner, Karen. We'll be fine. I want to go. Apprehension painted black remained in a corner of her mind, knowing this could all blow up in her face. Before the first bell on Friday, Mrs. Moore heard Mr. Simmons call to her from down the hallway. When he came to her, he smiled. 
Laura Beth and I received your reply. This is going to be an exciting evening. I wasn't sure how you'd respond. You and Lieutenant Mower have made us very happy. Mrs. Mower didn't know that her husband had replied to the invitation, but it was likely why she hadn't seen the invitation around the house. Yes, we're excited too. She fumbled out the lie. In your teacher inbox is an envelope. There are two airline tickets in it and other important information for the evening. Mrs. Mower forced a smile. I'll get them later today. Thank you again. You are welcome. I'm excited for you to meet Laura Beth, and she's excited to meet you. He then left, grinning. Meet me, she thought. Mrs. Moore tried to keep her face lighthearted, and her lips spread wide in a fake smile. When he was gone, she let her face fall, and her shoulders droop. She texted her husband. You shit. We're going to NYC because you replied. You should have asked me. He replied... Had to do it, babe. The airplane circled Manhattan once at sunset and then touched down gently. The mowers deplaned the jet quickly. Their bags were waiting for them. To their surprise, they saw a man in dark suit holding a sign. Lieutenant and Mrs. Mower. Karen grabbed her husband's arm. They have a chauffeur for us. The stoic driver kindly took her bag and led the couple to a black sedan. On the ride, the mowers relaxed and watched the bright lights of New York, reflecting off the car's windows. She put her head on his shoulder. Thank you for making me come. He kissed her forehead. I'm not sure it could get any better. The sedan dropped them off at a sky-high building of condominiums on East 76th Street. Retrieving their bags from the rear, the driver directed them to the front desk for further details on the evening. An hour later, Mrs. Mower was... Touching up the lost, last unruly strands of brown hair, and Mr. Moore was shining the last gold button on the cuff of his dark blue uniform. He turned to her. You look good enough to eat. She noticed his eyes linger around her heavy breasts that were pressed tight and squished by the underwiring of the evening gown to make attractive mounds. She swatted him playfully. You're not so bad yourself, Lieutenant Moore. Shall we? He hooked his right arm, and she ran her hands through it. We shall. And he led them to the lobby. They exited the building, and next door were greeted by a young woman in a blue floor-length gown that was sheer to her mid-thigh. May I take your shawl, Mrs. Mower? She offered. Mr. Mower removed it and handed it to her. You look ready for the night. Uh, You are lovely. The hostess complimented. Mrs. Mower blushed in her mixed emotions of excitement of New York City. Worry about the conversation, awkwardness from forgotten decorum, clumsiness around the regalia, anger of a wife scorned, a potential cat fight, fear of outing her secrets. If you follow me, I'll show you to your table. The lady led the mowers into a candlelit room with a soft buzz of people chatting and laughing. The room was filled with round tables covered in white tablecloths. Their seats were labeled... Mrs. Karen Mower on her right was Lieutenant Derek Mower. On her left was Mrs. Laura Beth Simmon. Fingernails came to mind again. She hoped something would get confused so she could avoid being so close to Mrs. Simmon. I need a hard drink. I'm getting nervous. I'll get the drink. Take a seat, Mr. Mower said. Mrs. Mower watched her husband disappear into the dark. She was alone 
hostility is still fearing a potential catfight with Mrs. Simmons or a brawl between her husband and Mr. Simmons. The scenarios had played out in her mind many times, and she had let them grow wilder by dwelling on them. All scenarios ended with an explosion of fists and anger. The dress felt tighter around her chest, and it continued to rub uncomfortably against her skin under her arms. She feared the dress made her butt look huge. I should not have worn this dress, she cursed. She was sure the whole trip had been a big mistake. She got angry at Derek for accepting the invitation and angry at herself for even telling him about it. She took a sip of water from the stemmed glass on the table, hoping to calm her body that was heating up in worry. Mrs. Mower. Her back stiffened hearing her name. It rang in her ears. This was the moment she feared. She stood slowly yet gracefully. More than all, she was defensive, ready to protect her face. Mrs. Simmons, she said coolly. Karen, I am so glad to finally meet you. Mrs. Moore's head cocked sideways at the comment. The blonde woman was lovely, an hourglass shape, toned arms, her blue eyes highlighted by the light pink gown. As she walked toward Mrs. Moore, the gown flowed, making her long and graceful. Mrs. Simmons put her warm hands on Mrs. Moore's shoulders and brought her closer. She then kissed both of her reddened cheeks. Pulling back to look at her, Mrs. Simmons said, Matthew has talked about you a lot. He is so proud of your work. Mrs. Marr was dumbfounded. Proud of what work? The bigger surprise was that he talked to his wife about her work. Did he talk to her as a teacher or as his partner? The principal, Simmons, never complimented her teaching skills. He never mentioned her work in the classroom, except for what she did with Mr. Rungard. He never let on that she would be anything more than an average math teacher. And, more importantly, she thought he would not tell his wife about what he and she had done and been doing in his office and around the school. No married man would do that and have a wife who was happy to meet her husband's unknown lover. Finally, Mrs. Mower replied, Principal Simmons is a good boss, too. Please call him Matthew. He's no principal outside of school, and I am Laura Beth, no missus. Mr. Mower broke in Karen's awkwardness. Karen, here's your drink. She took the small glass and took a deep swig. She coughed at the harsh whiskey. He introduced himself to the lovely blonde. Regaining herself, Karen apologized. Sorry, honey. This is Mrs. I mean, Laura Beth, Matthew's wife, and Laura Beth meet my husband, Derek. Derek, um... Uh, she put her out her hand. I like a man in uniform. Derek took her hand and kissed it. He held it too long for Mrs. Moore's liking. So she grabbed his other hand at his side and squeezed it. Let's have a seat, Karen, and get to know each other. Laura Beth suggested. The sanguine blonde talked about her life with Matthew, and she offered some fun tidbits of background on the principal. Soon the pair were giggling together, although Karen's was a forced giggle. When Mr. Simmons appeared, though, Laura Beth quieted. Are you telling Mrs. Mower all my secrets, Laura Beth? He asked lightly. You have secrets? She responded sarcastically, aghast. Mrs. Mower grew nervous again. Forgetting the fun giggling, she knew Matthew Simmons had many secrets. And her name... And her oh. name is Karen. There's no Mrs. Mower here tonight. There may be a lieutenant, though. Matthew smiled. 
taking a seat on the left side of Laura Beth. Derek sat next to Karen. Soon another couple took their assigned seats. Good to see you again this year, sir, a man in a black tuxedo and cummerbund told Mr. Simmon. His wife extended her hand to Laura Beth like they were acquaintances. Yes, Mr. Bailey, I never miss this evening, Matthew replied. And you brought friends this time, I see. Yes, this is Karen Mower and her husband, Lieutenant Derek Mower. They greeted each other. A few minutes later, a rush of waiters and waitresses dressed in black brought plates of food into the large room. At this table, they set down plates in unison for each of the six people. The plates had a small bit of white fish, three thin slices of steak, cooked medium rare, mashed potatoes, and two stalks of asparagus. Other servers poured red or white wine at request. Not much food, is there? We'll have to go out afterwards because I'll still be hungry, Derek whispered to Karen. She only elbowed him as she was still feeling awkward and hoping the night would be over soon. She didn't want to compound that with a goofball husband. A small ensemble of strings played softly during the dinner. The silverware clinked against plates as people ate and drank. Most conversations were quiet, but table-wide. Laura Beth leaned over. Just so you know. The lead-in caused Karen to worry again, knowing no what, she wondered. We, we've been coming to this event for several years, and the Baileys have been here longer than us. We sit at the same table as them, but this is the first time that we've brought guests. Karen nodded. But over the last few months, uh, Matthew has said he wanted you and your husband to come with us. I was wondering about you at first, but when he told me more, I was like, yes, we have to take them. He told, he, you, he told you more? A shiver passed from the shoulder down her neck. Yes, he, he did. What, what did he? What did he tell you? She asked shakily. Karen, you seem really tense. Um, she placed her hand, placed her right hand on her upper back and massaged tightly to the base of her neck. It's all right. He only says good things about you. Nothing bad whatsoever. He really likes you. Mrs. Mower glanced from Laura Beth to Mr. Simmon and then to her husband, both of whom were chatting with the other couple. Whoops. Relax, Karen. This is supposed to be an enjoyable night. This is New York. Uh, this is the town school. Tonight is so exclusive, so no one will ever know what happened. No one's supposed to regret anything. Karen met her searching blue eyes. Laura, Bre Laura Beth pursed her lips for a moment. Listen, forget he's your boss. I won't let anything happen to you. In fact, I can help in any way you want, both tonight and at school. He does what I say, like Derek, right? You have the power at home. Karen didn't respond. Silence. Laura Beth put her left hand on her husband's shoulder. Matthew, I'll be back in a moment. I'm taking Karen with me, too. Don't do anything too soon without me there, Mr. We'll, Simmons answered. We'll do what we please. She retorted playfully. She left a cloth napkin on the seat of her chair. A waitress came by and folded the napkin neatly at Mrs. Simmons' place setting. Karen glanced briefly at Mr. Mower, fear in her eyes, begging to be saved, a prisoner being led by the jailer. He only nodded and offered a wave. Laura Beth led Mrs. Mower from the table by hand, 
like they were longtime girlfriends. Mrs. Moore reluctantly followed through the lobby to a back hallway where a restroom was set inconspicuously. They weren't friends. If they were, Mrs. Moore knew she could have grasped undertones of the comments between this woman and her husband. Instead, Karen recalled seeing Mrs. Laura Beth Simmon for the first time. It was the night Principal Simmon had made her answer for her actions with Mr. Rungard. He had pushed her over her picture on his desk as he prepared to fuck her for the first time. The frame had fallen face down. She was not seen again that night and was never heard from or seen again as Principal Simmons' loud groans and his slapping and demands to continue on. Now, though, the woman in picture who was hugging a furry dog was alive and standing by her. Laura Beth briefly touched up her hair in the mirror. A strain had fallen out of place. After resetting it, Laura Beth turned to Karen. I am the problem tonight. Don't I don't want to be um or am I the problem tonight? I don't want to be. I want us to get to know each other tonight. To be friends. We can be friends. But you don't know anything about me or who I am. Why would you want to be my friend so badly? Um, I told you that I have heard great things about you, Karen. You're great at at more than just teaching. Karen felt those blue eyes take in her facial features. Following the curvature of her cheeks, her eyebrows interrupted. Then she asked honestly, Can we be friends? Mrs. Moore gave in. Laura Beth gave her a quick kiss on her lips. Karen's back stiffened. Her legs weakened. Her knees wobbled. Her lungs took in too much oxygen. Before Karen had a chance to process the kiss and regain her functions, the blonde led them back to the table. Arriving, the three men stood as gentlemen. Mr. Simmon and Derek pulled out their wives' seats and pushed them in. Everything okay now? Derek whispered. Karen was too bowled over to say anything. She only nodded slowly. Good. I knew you two would get along. Mrs. Moore slipped her wine quietly, or sipped her wine quietly to gather herself, kissed by Laura Beth, her husband, knowing they would be friends. It was safer to sit silently. A server refilled her glass with more white wine and soon replenished it again. The attendees applauded when a man in a white coat tuxedo and a lovely woman in a black gown stood up at the front of the banquet hall. They each gave a toast. His was to the woman in the room, and hers was to the men. Mrs. Moore didn't hear what they said. She only raised her glass when the others did. She heard the clank of glasses and cheers. When the woman finished her toast, the glasses clanked again. Moments later, the Baileys, the Simmons, and Derek stood. Derek stood. Derek took her hand to help her up. Uh, this is where it gets good, he said. Uh, Karen and Derek, Laura Beth said, we have a room for four. She took Matthew's arm and he led them through from the banquet hall, down a hallway and to a locked indistinct door. Laura Beth lifted her gown, slowly revealing her leg. Mid thigh was a white garter belt with the key tied to it. Matthew slid it down her leg. Karen was further dumbfounded by everything. Inside, a bar was set with bottles of wine and other harder drinks. Ambient music played. Karen recognized the same scent that was 
on the invitation card. The blend of wood, bergamot, and rose. Matthew took Laura Beth to a plush velvet seat and kissed her lovingly. Karen felt Derek's hand take hers. It was quixotic to be in such a vulnerable state and then be held by a strong man, especially a man in uniform. He laid her down on a Victorian chaise lounge. Then he climbed over her and began to kiss her. First the base of her neck, each clavicle, her earlobes, her cheeks, and then to her lips that were anticipating his lips and tongue. The evening had changed. No longer worried about an explosion of moods, the Simmons were essentially far, far away as Derek worked her over in the way he knew, the way she loved. He helped to unzip the gown. She was free, breast free to move, no hard underwire to rub against her skin. Relief, and Mr. Mower took advantage of her relaxed body. She leaned back, taking in all the sensations, the buzz of erotica, the passion flowing between her and him. You know me so well. Keep going. Take me. She whispered. She unbuttoned his jacket and shirt, his belt buckle, each time moving faster as she wanted his warmed, naked body against her cool nakedness. She pulled his dick from his pants to stroke. It was stiff and warm, pulsating. She knew he was ready to make an evening of it. However, he moved out of her hand's reach, far enough to focus on her heavy tits. He fit his mouth around her tit and felt up the other, tugging on her nipples. She arched her back because of the sensations. She wanted to get as close to him as possible, making it impossible for him to stop what he was doing. His fingers left her breast and slid down her belly. She felt his thick fingers piddling nicely with her clit. He knew how to make her body twitch with his simple touch. While his hand was away, though, she felt a warm mouth on her other breast, both breasts being sucked in a finger at her pussy. She opened her eyes. Laura Beth was there. Her red lips pulled Karen's tight nipple into her mouth at first. At first, Karen was startled. Mrs. Simmons on top of her husband's part-time lover. But then the double sensation repossessed her mind. She closed her eyes and accepted the attention given to so much of her body. She had never had two people loving on her at once. And she realized it was dizzying, with twice the tingle making her body shiver. It sent her mind into a spin. The sensation of the finger in her pussy paused briefly, letting her mind feel and hear the exaggerated sucking and slurping on her breast. She opened her eyes to watch Laura Beth and Derek licking and squeezing her chest in tandem. Her pussy twitched from a rub on her clit and then a press at her lips. She opened her legs to allow Derek to enter, wishing him as much joy as she was having. The dick slid in and eased back and forth, back and forth. Gently, she looked into Derek's eyes, but he was off kilter from her open legs. She followed Laura Beth's arm, which led to her hand that was stroking Derek's erection. She looked over the pair and saw Matthew raise up tall, a Goliath compared to the other two. Suddenly, she felt a hard charge deep into her. She knew Matthew liked a rough fuck. She cringed momentarily with the new sensation of a large dick throwing her pussy. When prior, it had been a single finger. She heaved for breath, her chest rising and falling. Give it to her, baby. Laura Beth ordered Matthew. She loves your dick. Loves it. Matthew's body banged against her thick thighs. 
his balls slapping her tense ass cheeks. I want in too. Karen heard Derek say. With help. Oh, I want in too. <laughs> Karen heard Derek say. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Fuck. Uh, Karen heard Derek say with help from the others. She shifted and found herself laying on Derek. Derek pushed his cock slowly and gently into her ass, and Matthew re-entered her pussy. As her asshole accepted his dick, her lower body began to stretch and sting with the tightness. The two men double-teamed her, rocking her body. She arched her back. Two cocks going back and forth, up and down, made her gasp for a breath, before again wincing and biting her lip. In the midst of it all, she realized she hadn't done any of this before. A woman had been nibbling on her tits, and now two men were fucking her. She had become a sex freak in one night, or would it be a one-night sex freak? Laura Beth brought Karen's mind back. Tell them how much you love it, Karen. Tell them. I love it. Give it to me harder. Faster. Fuck me. Come on, babe. Come for us. Let us see you come. Let us see you come hard. Karen heard her husband's familiar voice, and her body gave in. Her head began to swim. Her body twisted, and muscles tensed up. She was rolled in orgasm. She reached to her pussy to get the men to pause their thrust, but neither would stop. She clenched her teeth, squeezed her eyes shut, hissed in the fear of the foursome. The three others, power to fuck. Uh, in the distance, due to her or- orgasmic state, she faintly heard some congratulations. Closer, she heard the guys stroking their cocks. A moment later, warm goo splattered on her face. It slid down her forehead over her cheek, feeling another shot hit her lips. She let her tongue loose to taste the saltiness, as if an oyster of its own kind. She smiled, allowing more cum into her mouth. The others moved away from her. She was alone on the chaise lounge, recovering. Her body would not move. At some point... Unsure when, she heard Laura Beth's soft voice in her warm breath close to her ear. Two minute once, Matthew told me you were wild and open for anything. I loved seeing it so hot. I want to do one more thing. What is it? Karen asked, still content to lay flat. Laura Beth didn't answer. She only climbed onto the lounge. The dim lights in the room darkened for Karen with the eclipse of Laura Beth. The woman squatted down, and Karen had a musky pussy luring onto her face. Karen felt the first tickles of a soft bush on her nose. Then the wet lips and fragrant entry covered her mouth. Karen's first reaction was panic, claustrophobia, but as Laura Beth's lips touched hers, Karen's mouth opened wide and her tongue emerged, wagging, prodding, tickling. The fear faded. She licked into the slick pussy. The tip of her tongue flicked her clit. Her mouth softly pulled on Laura Beth's dangling lips. Soon, Laura Beth was panting, and her body jolted as if getting touched by fire. Karen worked hard to eat well. Laura Beth jittered and then pressed her muff directly into Mrs. Moore's face, covering her nose and mouth. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Yes, breathe in that, my pussy. You were made to eat. Karen used her strength to lift Laura Beth off of her face. The blonde rose and Karen sat up, gasping for air, eyes wide. She saw both Derek and Matthew sitting by watching. 
First time she's eaten out a woman. Derek nudged Matthew's shoulder. She's been eaten by a woman? Matthew asked him. Not that I know of. Her college days may be hazy, though, Derek said. Laura Beth moved between Karen's legs and put her face deep between them. She won't forget this, Matthew said. Laura Beth's good with women, like no other. I told her she should have gone into porn. Tits weren't big enough, I told her. Laura Beth popped up after hearing her husband. Fuck you. Karen put her hand on Laura Beth's head and pushed her down. It, it's your turn to eat now. No stopping, especially for men talking. Derek stood up. No more talking then. His He stroked his half-erect dick and then filled his wife's mouth with it. Karen gathered it all in. Matthew knelt behind his wife. He spread her ass cheeks apart. He smiled at the motors before he began to fuck Laura Beth. Laura Beth struggled to kiss and tongue Karen's pussy as her head bobbed back and forth. Still, Karen's body reacted involuntarily, and suddenly she clenched her legs around the woman. A head of blonde hair was caught in Karen's intensity. Damn, Karen, aren't you trying to kill me? Laura Beth said. Karen relaxed as best as possible. I'm sorry, my legs just... She saw the red-cheeked blonde with her hair a mess. Karen felt for her. Come up here, baby. Let mommy hold you. Laura Beth crawled like a child and laid next to her. That evening, they fondled each other's breasts and kissed. Loved, but they were so spent from the night. Faces crusty from dried cum and girly wetness. They fell asleep, cuddling close on the chaise lounge. Later that week, Mrs. Mower found an elegant letter in the mail. It had the obvious scent of Laura Beth Simmons. The wood, bergamot, and rose inside was another lace invitation bound with a gold band. It read, Mix and mingle, enjoy cock, tails and nibbles. Oh, hey, enjoy cock, tails <laughs> and nibbles. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Simmons and Mrs. Laura Beth Simmons would be honored by the presence of you and your husband at the Overture Christmas dinner party on December 12th, the town school, black tie. Accepts with pleasure, declines with regret. Mrs. Mower knew she would accept with pleasure again. That was pretty good. How's it going for your debut? <laughs> your re... Whatever. Uh, yeah, it was pretty hot. I I do wonder, though, who were... What did the two dudes do when they're, the chicks were over there fucking cuddling, playing with each other's tits? They, oh, oh, shut up. <laughs> Later with her sword fighting or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was pretty good. But, um. I'm tired. Later on.